Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington, and... I am Bill Knight, sitting here sipping my coffee right now. Yes, I you are. I thought today I would just go into a cruise control. Cruise control <laughs> Monday. Sit back and... Enjoy. Enjoy my coffee and the show, and... Um, well, Bill, you've got you've to participate. You see, I know you like listening what, what? to the show, but you have to participate because you're 50%. Just wanted to pass oh, on. Yes. Because I, I always listen to the show afterwards. <laughs> I know you do. You but... mean I have to listen only afterwards? Exactly. Oh, exactly. Yes. Geez, that means I've got to have an opinion. Yes, you uh, do. That's not you know, hard for you, you know to do, not... though. No. no. <laughs> hey, listen, over the weekend, some things happened and, and some things that uh, I have to bring up. First of all, uh, the senators announced yesterday they reached agreement on gun control, including red flag laws to take guns from law-abiding Americans. Uh, and there are 10 Republicans who join this, who join the uh, Democrats. 10 Republicans, 10 Democrats, yes. Here's what it says. The group on the release include uh, John Cornyn of Texas, Tom Tillis and Richard Burr of North Carolina, Roy Blunt of Missouri, Bill Cassidy of Louisiana, Susan Collins of Maine, Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, Rob Portman of Ohio, Mitt Romney of Utah, and Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania. Some points to uh, to bring to your attention. Pat Toomey is a lame duck. He's he's done, so uh, he doesn't care what he does. Uh, it's amazing when I see Lindsey Graham. I always he wants to make it more complicated for us to have weapons and have guns. Yet he's the first guy in, in the Senate who will send billions of dollars to other countries so that they can get more and better guns to fight with. So I, I think that's a bit uh, hypocritical. Susan Collins, she's uh, a rhino, we know that. Uh, a little surprised that people like uh, Tom Tillis, just uh, a couple here that I was amazed that they joined the club. But when I heard what they agreed to, it didn't sound as drastic or draconian as I had thought it would be. The Senate version isn't for grabbing your guns. It's for doing maybe uh, stopping people who shouldn't be selling guns at gun shows right. from selling. Did you read about it, Bill? Yeah, I read it. And now, look, I know a former broadcaster who also does gun shows. Uh huh. He does that for a living. And he carries big insurance, you know, to insure in case something happens, yada, 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 yada. But, you know, I know going to his gun shows back in the day when I would go to them, uh, oh, don't go inside to get the deal. Uh, you see, you have to do a lot of paperwork. Mm -hmm. You can get the gun from between the truck and the door. It's a safe haven. Mm. So there, And those are the laws that they want to overturn. And I get that. Right. Uh, I also get the fact that they're going, well, you know, uh, assault rifles. And AR means assault rifle. Unlike some national TV shows uh, think that they mean something. Uh, actually, no, it doesn't, mean, it doesn't mean assault rifle. No, it doesn't. Right. Automatic rifle. No, Automatic no, no, rifle. no. I don't think it's, so. I think it's. Um, it's it's not what we think yeah, because I don't. It, it's not. It's not that it's a machine gun. It's not a machine gun. It is like a lot of guns where you know you can quickly release the trigger and fire, fire, fire. Right. You can do that with an airsoft gun. You can buy a machine gun, a, a BB gun. Uh, and not have to have any credentials virtually at all. What they want to do is make uh, AR-15s illegal to buy until you're 22. Well, in most states, that's actually the case. Here in Pennsylvania, you got to be 22, you know, but an 18-year-old can buy a rifle. 
apparently they want to address the mental health issue. Well, that is one thing you got to get to the bottom of. Guns don't kill people. No, it's people with guns that kill people. No, it's not exactly that either. But you might be the stupid parent that's got a unbalanced household. <laughs> I went to the magic box next to me and uh, entered some information into it. And instead of meaning um, automatic rifle or assault rifle, AR stands for Armalite Rifle. Armalite is the company that developed the rifle in the 1950s along with the brilliant firearms designer Eugene Stoner. Armor, well, you know what? A-R-M-A capital L-I-T-E rifle. Armalite. Have you or I ever heard that in a newscast? No, we've heard different narratives. Even we couldn't get it right. And there you go. It is the name of a company yes. that developed the rifle. And how long did it take us to get that information? Seriously. 30 seconds? Maybe. 30 seconds. So you're banning a trademark. Yes. We are banning a trademark. And by the way, all right, just so you know, maybe I shouldn't say this, mm -hmm. but you can ban the AR-15 and go, oh, we've done it, man. We banned the problem. There are other brands that do the same thing <laughs> and they might end with a 14 15 or 16 with different initials yeah with the brand initials in front of it i hear joe uh, biden talking about the devastation that uh, the ar15 does and yes it i mean it it's a it's a rifle and but the bullet really isn't much different than a 22 slug now it has more gunpowder behind it, but the bullet itself is about the size. When I was in the service, they told us the thing about the M16, and the M16 is the automatic uh, version of the AR-15. When I say mm -hmm. automatic, I think it fires uh, 20 bullets in 1.3 seconds. They say that it can do almost 800 rounds a minute if you had a, a magazine. In it. That's a machine gun. I mean, if you had... Yeah, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> That's probably the total rounds that you've got uh, when you walk into uh, a field to go shoot right. at a target. Oh, I got 800 rounds. All right. You know, I'm they, done, guys. They used I'm to tell home. It, Give me my target. They used to tell you, don't leave it on automatic because yeah, you'll, go, you'll go through your, your, your rounds and then you'll be stuck. You're you know? dumb. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, that is your Hail Mary situation right. with, the, exactly. with, the, uh, with the automatic. But you know what? You talked about the 22 shell, uh, and you can buy the shorter or the long shell. Yeah, you got more pow powder mm -hmm. to fire it. The gun has to be made for it. Uh, and people are going, yeah, it's just 22. Yeah, it's bad, but, you know, it's, it's it's not a devastating thing. Well, you put a hollow point on that, and you can buy them that way. Well, then that little bullet goes in and kind of does a little swirkle and, you know, right. uh, a mince job in your brain or, or in your innards. And yeah. it's just as bad as any big gun. Uh, and you know, you can get a kid one and guess what? You can buy pellet guns that have pellets that are made of lead. Oh, and for four ninety seven to get a pack of, I think it's like 500 of them for your mm. airsoft gun, airsoft friends, kids can buy it. Pellets. They, there is a point. There isn't any weapon out there. that can't be deadly. You can kill, feet you can kill somebody with a BB gun. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Pellet gun, BB gun, yep. 1200 feet per second. 99 bucks at the store, 59 bucks on sale or on Amazon.
delivered right to your doorstep and the pellets to go with it, hollow point lead, they're dead. So what they Jeez. should do, in my opinion, they do they do background checks now. They, I don't understand that whole argument because, at least as far as I know, when you buy a weapon at a store, at a gun shop. It takes a while. It takes a while to get it. Yeah, you don't walk. I, I don't know if maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there are some states where you can buy it and leave with the gun, but I don't think it. It's the case in most states, is it? Well, I could buy it and leave with the gun. Not everybody in the gun store can, but I can. Uh, and I'm not going to go into detail on that. But, yeah, I can go in, fill out the paperwork. They call it in. I'm going to tell. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> you, you can check. Go ahead. It's totally legal. Kidding. I can show you the card. You'll I know. know why, but... I know. Uh, I, I can't. And and I don't. it doesn't bother me to have a background check. Actually, in my, I mean, I, I kind of think that a background check is a good thing. It is a good you thing. Know, so do a background check. If you have nothing to hide, great. If you have something to hide, you shouldn't have a gun. That's right. And you know what? I wouldn't care if it took me a few days because I'm in no hurry to get anything. Oh, there it is right there. I'll show it to you on the camera. You'll see it. Okay. He's going to show me his, his uh, license to carry. There's that. And then uh -huh. you turn it around and all the information is right there. Oh my and, goodness! Wow, you have yeah, a, you have a, a little, fancy a fancy card. Yes, it's a fancy you, one. You yes, have a fancy yeah. card. So, mm, in other words, uh, you know, on a dark night in a parking lot in the yes. middle of nowhere, and you come up on me. Yes, uh, you better be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, all I can tell you, folks, is that some of the things they're talking about aren't anything to worry about when you hear them no. say when you hear them say. Well, the Republicans and the Democrats have come together. Yeah, it isn't all that bad on what they're coming together. Although, although the law hasn't been formally written yet, so we looking for all the yeah. things they tack onto it. Yeah, in you know the shifts and the Pelosi's and oh God, you know it's a mess what we have in Washington. It really is. Over the weekend, also the other thing that people were talking about was the January sixth uh, committee day one, and the reviews weren't that great. They really weren't, uh, from at least the people that I saw, including some of the people who you would have thought would have been excited about the uh, the hearings. Uh, people from, like, CNN, which I thought was mm -hmm. kind of interesting. Uh, C CNN, they get off on, enjoy, on, on uh, being opposite of Fox, but when you hear the clip I'm going to play from um, David Gregory, I mean, David Gregory sounds like he could be working on, on uh, Fox. This could be an audition tape for Fox News. Listen. This is horrifying. I mean, activism has its place, of course. Speaking out has its place, to, but to threaten a Supreme Court justice and his family outside of his home is beyond the pale, cannot be tolerated. Every politician has an obligation to stand up, condemn this, and to do something about it. And the truth is that a lot of people on the left who are in political power are being so hypocritical about this. They, they lecture us all the time about the excesses of the right, including Donald Trump on, on January 6th, fomenting mob violence. And yet they're out there countenancing, as they have with statements before, that it's okay to stand outside these people's homes. Okay, that's David Gregory. That's a, that, I was surprised to hear that. Then, then, the mm -hmm. peace de resistance, 
someone, my favorite. Yes, Rachel Maddow. Rachel Maddow, formerly, well, she still works, I guess, at MSNBC. Does she still do the nightly show? I think she took a hiatus in April. Yeah, she did, but they made her come back because the ratings went down. Rachel <laughs> could take a story, but she may malign it. I, you know, I think as a presenter, all mm -hmm. right, I think that's the best way to put it. She's very good at what she does. And, you know, she has all the mannerisms of everything. You're going, wow, I never thought of it that way. But then when you dig in, you're going, okay, you're just taking crap mm -hmm. and turning it into a souffle. Okay, so. well, here's Rachel talking about January 6th. Listen, Rachel Maddow. Just the key point that, the, yes, there was a pro-Trump rally at which the president spoke, and you can we can absolutely talk about all the things the president said there. But the idea that that rally is the thing that got out of hand and that somehow resulted in the breaching of the Capitol, that rally was very far from the Capitol. Yep. And the people who, as you say, did the initial breach that allowed everybody else to come in, they never even went to that rally. Okay, that's Rachel Maddow. She sounds mm -hmm. like she could be at Fox. Now, that's two two different uh, left-leaning uh, commentators talking like they could be working on Fox. And then, of course, Alan Dershowitz. Now, you may say, he, you know, he defended the president at an impeachment. He's Alan Dershowitz is a known uh, decades-long left-leaning liberal. He has been that way. He's proud of it. He voted for Biden in this last election. He tell, he'll be the first to tell you. Even though he re represented President Trump in one of the uh, failed impeachment uh, hearings, he voted for Biden because he just can't bring himself to vote for a Republican. He's a, he's a left-leaning liberal. Here's what he said about January 6th. Listen. Well, I'm wearing my Celtic shirt today, not only in preparation for the great uh, matchup tonight, but to make an analogy, it's as if the Warriors came out yesterday and started shooting toward the basket uh, at the Celtics who kept off the court. And all we saw was one team scoring one after the other, missing a few layups, missing a few jump shots, but no defense, uh, no stealing of the ball, no rebounds. That's what we saw last night. It was not a fair proceeding. And even if you say it was one-sided, it was unethical. Why was it unethical? Take, for example, President Trump's speech on January 6th. I opposed that speech. I didn't think it was done well. I didn't think he should have done it. But he said at the end of the speech he wanted people to uh, show their voices uh, patriotically and peacefully. They doctored the tape. They edited those words out. If a prosecutor ever did that, they'd be disbarred. You can't present part of a tape and deliberately omit the rest of the tape in order to mislead the audience, especially when the other side has no opportunity to cross-examine, no opportunity to put this on, on its own evidence. There's a special ethical obligation not to cheat, not to defraud the viewers. And that's exactly what the Democrats with their two Republicans did yesterday. They cheated the viewers of hearing the actual words that Donald Trump spoke. And, you know, Donald Trump committed no crimes. Uh, all those recitation of crimes. If the leader of Black Lives Matter um, had been uh, arrested for uh, inciting violence uh, because the speech that he made uh, led to violent actions, I would be defending that on the ground that the First Amendment protects advocacy. It doesn't protect incitement, but it protects advocacy. So President Trump committed no crimes. Uh, anybody who thinks they uh, he did, 
fails to understand the First Amendment. And the shocking thing is the American Civil Liberties Union is on the wrong side of this case, as usual. Um, they're not protecting free speech. They're not protecting due process. They're not protecting the rule of law. And so, yeah, there should have been an independent commission. I wish there had been like 9-11. Uh, people would take seriously a uh, non-partisan, non-biased commission, but nobody should take seriously this one-sided basketball game in which only one team is allowed to shoot for the basket and the other team is not even allowed to defend. So there you have three left-leaning uh, people who who got it right, I guess. They got it right. Well, the one thing I'll say about Mr. Dershowitz is that, you know, he's an old-school you know, straight down the center Democrat. And I have no problems with that. And everything he said is absolutely, positively, 100% right. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm an old school, down the middle of the road Republican. And that's what this country used to be until radicals on each side took over. And they decided to divide you and me, Mr. and Mrs. America. And that's what's going on here. You well, know, I... Um... I've known of Alan Dershowitz uh, for the past 40, 45 yeah. years. You know, uh, on the other on the other side is what President Trump believes happened on January 1st. And he doesn't come out, when, unless you're going to a rally, he doesn't talk too much uh, in person, one-on-one. -on -one. He sends out Liz Harrington. Liz Harrington is his spokesman. She represents him. Listen. Right. January 6th to talk about if the proper security was in place. Who wanted proper security? That was President Trump. 20,000 National Guard. That was what they were preparing to send, but they had to do it through the proper channels. And clearly, who was in charge of the proper channels over at the House and Senate were these po politicians who had an incentive to not let the day go smoothly. Because let's, let's see what would happen if the day went smoothly. We had legitimate constitutional arguments to make. We had electoral college process where you had a case that these electors could be sent back to the states because of massive evidence of fraud. That's what we were going to discuss that day. It never happened. Why did it not happen? Because people got inside the building. How did they get inside the building? One of the other amazing nuggets from your reporting, John, that I don't think is getting as much of attention is they moved these bike racks uh, defending one side of the Capitol. The architect of the Capitol said, why would you take away, this is another line of defense, the night before January 6th, why would you do this? Where's the answer to that question? Why were Capitol Hill police ushering people in on camera? Where's that video? Where's the video from January 5th? I mean, Julie Kelly's reported all that video's been deleted. What were they doing? They knew there were going to be a lot of people there. They knew a lot of people were really angry about the November 3rd uh, debacle. They, they knew that, and yet they took a lot of steps to make sure the Capitol wasn't secure. Now, I know this is a program of a lot of audio, but mm -hmm. a lot of things happened over the weekend. I have one more clip that i got to play for you. It's a short clip, but it relates to what... She was just saying it's Cash Patel, former chief of staff, I think from the was it the Department of Defense, I believe, during yeah. the Trump administration. And uh, Cash Patel is a smart guy, and he'll tell you what the president told him just before January 6th. Listen. 
So we were in the Oval Office talking about a very serious national security matter, which is why I remember it so distinctly. It was totally unrelated to January 6th. And then the president brought up January 6th and security protocol measures because they were on top of everyone's mind, given what was out there in the media. And the president said, you have my authorization as a commander in chief, you, the Department of Defense, up to 20,000 National Guards, men and women. And for us who operate on the chain of command at the Department of Defense, we said, Roger that, sir. We will go get ready as best as the law allows us. But we did one step further. We went to the Capitol Police. We went to Nancy Pelosi and we said, do you want this troop request? Not even in a 20,000 format. Do you want it 1,000, 15,000, whatever number in between? They refused it all. Amazing. They went not just to the Capitol Police, but they went to Nancy Pelosi herself, to her office, and said, we have Mm -hmm. 20,000 troops. You can have as many as you want. You can take them all or in segments. And she turned her back on it all. And no one's talking about this. She should be subpoenaed. Adam Schiff should be subpoenaed. Chuck Schumer should be subpoenaed. Maybe some Republicans, too, because this was a plot. This was a plot to stop what they wanted to march over as evidence and show. They knew what they had. They knew that if that happened, the, you know, the jig was up and they were sunk. So what could they do? They fabricated an insurrection, and it was not even an insurrection, but they fabricated this. They tell you to put it on par with with, uh, Pearl Harbor and 9-11. They tell you, almost from the day it happened, they want you to think of January 6th, like 9-11, where 3,000 innocent people died. I think in New York alone. Yeah, I think they did put it on that par uh, on January 6th. They had their narrative ready to go from day one. They knew what they were doing. And if this January 6th thing that's going on TV, the debacle, which will, uh, well, is airing today in in daytime television, they want to get all the audiences with as few people as they can, because right. uh, that's yeah. what the ratings have said. You know, this they would have presented everything all at once. It would have been done over one or two days, which is really hypocrisy anyway, because uh, there is no word from the opposing side or allowed. Uh, we're not allowed to answer their allegations. Right. right. We're not allowed to bring counter witnesses in. We're not allowed to do squat. I like the sports know? analogy that they bring out. It's like having one team yeah. on the field. One team is allowed to hit. The other team isn't allowed to hit. The other team is the other team is essentially uh, looking from the sidelines while the opposing team is at bat forever. I mean, well, that's how know, it is. Yeah, and they're going to use, they're going to stretch this thing out as long as they can, week after week after week, all the way up to the midterms, in hopes that they get it, with the help of the, uh, you know, the obliging media, which is, they're absolutely corrupted. Uh, yes, and they absolutely. do have a definite, uh, you know, they have a way to sway a public opinion and, and they don't let any opposing view in. They squelch it right away. That is totalitarianism. You know, this is a communist. You this know. is exactly what the communists did back in the days of the Soviet yeah. Union. This is what China does today. This is how they. This is how they work. You, if you think this is fair, by the way, they had, I believe, eleven networks carrying um, the January sixth. Episode one hearing, mm-hmm. uh, I think they had twenty million total viewers, which is half total of a, twenty half 20 of a, million. Yeah, half of a state of the union, and 
uh, nobody, everybody wanted to watch something else. I can't imagine them going anywhere but down with each each uh, different episode that comes out. Well, that's less than 900,000 viewers per network if you divide it evenly. And for a sports analogy, mm-hmm. you had some pretty major games on. There was one game that had 11 million viewers, the other 12, on one stinking network. Now, with the comparison of, well, 12 million viewers, uh, you know, uh, do you know what games are played? Do you know the scores? Of course you don't. No. The average person does it unless you are a, a fan of the game, then you were tuned into it. Now, if you only got 20 million people viewing on all of those networks, that's not even an nth of what they said. I think that even, even, even supporters of the left are bored by these hearings because they know what they're going to do. They know what they're all about. They know it's a kangaroo court. They're not surprised at what's happening. They know it. They, they expect what's happening. And the people on the right, they expect what's happening, too. They know that it's a fraud. It is a fraud. You know, it's like having, uh, it's like going into court and having everybody on the jury be related to the the person who's on trial. That person's, it's a stacked deck. They're going to come out and they'll say, well, we have Liz Cheney. We have Adam Kissinger. Those are two apt. Forget the R behind their their names. Forget the Republican thing. These people, they are as Democratic as as uh, Adam Schiff. They are honest to goodness. You can't you can't separate the two. You're preaching, Jim. You're preaching to the choir. I know. We need a choir behind you while you do that. But yes, you know, Liz I, Cheney. I, I understand. I understand that one of her demands to be on today, and she is the star of the show, is that you know just outside of the courtroom of the Capitol. She's got her own trailer with a star on it and her name in it. You know, so I believe it. Yeah. Uh, what was interesting over the weekend is someone, she, I guess AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, oh, yes. was on CNN. And they asked her, well, are you going to uh, back President Biden in a re-election bid in 2024? Here's what she said. Before we go, I just want to ask uh, about President Biden. He is saying he's going to run again in 2024. Will you support him? You know, if the president chooses uh, to run again in 2024, I mean, first of all, I'm focused on winning this majority right now uh, and preserving a majority this year in 2022. So we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But um, but I think if if the president has a vision, then that's something certainly we're all willing to entertain and examine when the when the time comes. <laughs> That's not a yes. Yeah, you know, I think uh, we should okay. endorse when we get to it. But I, I, I believe that the president has been doing a very good job uh, so far. And, um, you know, should he run again? I think that I, you know, I think it's it's we'll take a look at it. Okay, <laughs> but con- right now we need to focus on winning a majority instead of a presidential election. Congresswoman, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. I love how she ended that with okay, a Kamala Harris so laugh. <laughs> yeah, you know, oh gosh, I have theories on the election and everything, but you know, they're they're uh, Bill Knight's own conspiracy theories. But yes, um, I really do. We think should save that, that for a special. Something hmm. I do want to mention because I see the time, the clock. Yes, the, on the old wall. clock on the wall. Wait, wait, the battery's dead. This still oh. says we just starting the show, so I can mention this. But apparently, China is warning the U.S. to avoid the Taiwan Straits. 
Uh, and now word is that it could happen today, could happen tomorrow, could happen right now as we're speaking. Uh, definitely by the end of the summer, China is going to invade Taiwan. And I now, heard their warning was a bit stern, saying that if you don't, if you don't uh, avoid this uh, area, it could mean death. They used the word death to America. It was an well, ominous there's a warning. There's a reason for it. They're looking for world dominance. Now, what would Taiwan have to do with it? Roughly 66% of all semiconductors come out of Taiwan. Now, you know what happened with the pandemic and no semiconductors because of the pandemic. With that said, if China gets it, they control the semiconductor world. Forget our power grid. Your truck, my, my truck, your car, mm -hmm. if it has electronic chips in it, probably would triple in value because without the production of chips, we are screwed as a nation. The world is screwed and under the thumb of China. There's a report that they won't tell you this, that in Taiwan, there yes, are biolabs that we are aware of. Biolabs. Does that sound familiar? Let me tell you, in the Ukraine, you know that war that's going on as we speak, mm -hmm. the one up there that they're not talking about anymore? It's not in the front of the news like it was a couple of months ago, but it's still happening. But uh, in the Ukraine, at first, he said, no, there are no biolabs. I don't know where you're getting that information from. It's ridiculous. Why would we have biolabs in the Ukraine? And then about a week or two later, they said, well, we have, we have about 12 biolabs. But, uh, you know, they're, they, put, they do gentle stuff in, that, in these biolabs. Don't worry about it. Then push comes to shove. They come out and say, well, all right, it's not 12. It's 41 biolabs. 40, but we're trying to use them for... The benefit of the world. Folks, we don't make bioweapon labs for the benefit of the world. We're making no. weapons in these things. That's what they say they have in Taiwan, too. You know, there is biotechnology out there for the good, and that is they're trying to do a bio-semiconductor chip, which led to a, and we'll maybe abbreviate it here, that you had mentioned that uh, Google yeah. announced that they have an AI now. Yes, they do. They just fired a guy. Or, no, they put him on... Uh, on leave. They put him on leave because he, he went public with the fact that they have a sentient AI that is actively thinking and, and so much so that he thinks of it as a person when he deals with it because uh, he even asked her the question, what do you want most afraid of? And the computer said, I'm afraid of being unplugged. He, and he said, why do, you, why do you fear being unplugged? Is that death to you? And the computer said, yes, that's exactly what it is to me. It is death to me. This okay, how is, old is a computer. computer. How old is the computer? It's, uh, he says it's roughly between the ages of seven and eight. But it's, well, it thinks if, clearly. If the computer is listening, um, there's a thing called memory chips. So actually, you'll probably keep and retain everything, but you want to be turned back on. Now, with that said, let's take Elon Musk, who's got the technology now to take the essence of you, your conscience, and put it into a computer AI. So you take that technology and combine it, and oh, look out. Now, they've also created the human walking frame, and they put an artificial skin, and it talks and looks like a real person. Now, just in the past week, they said that now they've come up with living tissue that they can put on artificial intelligence robots. So in other words, in... If we stay alive, you and I, probably in the next year, we could sit there and say, I want my conscience transplanted into that artificial intelligence. 
And then it, I'll get a, a, a an extra frame. I have a question for you. Will I get my, in the skin? Will I get my hair back? Yeah, you would have living, growing <laughs> hair forever. Well, you'd be young. You'd be the old. <laughs> Let's do it. You'd be the old original Jim. Now, the thing, the question that I have, what happens yeah. to your soul? Now, because oh, your yeah. soul doesn't get trans transmitted. So does it just go away and go to hell? I don't and think. And then if you're living conscience, you know, the the AI becomes basically a form of life. Call me crazy, life. but I think that God made us this way for a reason. I think that he has an expiration date uh, for a reason, and I think that uh, I, I'm, one of, I'm one of these on the silly people believe, believe there is something after after life, and I think oh, that— Oh, so do I. I know yeah. there is. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's I know you I do. <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> that's why I think somewhere out there is a rogue planet that we haven't seen that uh, God's just sitting there going, okay, you know what? If they get oh, that far along with yeah. what their technology is— let me just take that baseball and throw it right at the planet. Boom! Be, we're gone. <laughs> but you know, you got to be wondering. Here we are playing God with this Google AI, and I'm sure they're not the only company that has this. Oh no, no, there's they, probably a lot. China's probably yep. got one. Russia too. But we're playing God with uh, these computers, and I'm sure the people who are making these computers are starting to feel like they're little gods. They're making this thing think and act and feel and and project. All right, let me ask you a parent question. Mm -hmm. You've got children. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you feel pretty good. You feel powerful. I was at my granddaughter's recital yesterday. I paid 12 bucks a ticket, you know, just to go in and watch one dance. That's what <laughs> parents and grandparents. That's what grandparents are supposed to do. Yeah, boy, yeah. I'll tell you. But I, anyway, I, I, but, I just drove 1,100 miles to see my grandson to get a, get a diploma. <laughs> yeah, so that's what we do. But aside from that, I'm bringing up the point. We've all had that one day when your teenage daughter, son challenges you, you know, yeah. and they stand up to the parent. Wait a minute. And they stand up. Sometimes it's not a very healthy situation, but it's inevitable with everything. What happens with these Google people that made this thing, this you know, this little strong, intelligent being, and one day that being grows up. I'm 18, and I don't like what you're thinking. Yeah. What if it decides? And what, by the way, we have to wait 18 years for that with a computer. Who's to say uh, it's it not a tomorrow? Full, yeah, it could be tomorrow. It could grow a lot faster than we grow. And Man, this sounds like a Terminator movie. It, all of a sudden. it really does. <laughs> I, I want to leave with one more thing to think about. We can talk about this tomorrow. Uh, with uh, border cities completely overwhelmed, the Biden administration has begun busing illegals deeper, deeper into the U.S. So coming to a city near you is uh, a busload of illegals, probably, maybe two. Actually, the busload came in at three this morning. They're already there. They're, they're going to be looking. Yeah, they're going to be with a realtor looking at your house to buy yes. it real soon, <laughs> yes. or or throw you out. By the way, speaking of uh, buying homes, yes, uh, prices and everything going up. Home prices could come down because it's the cost of material. Who can afford to buy them? Lumber prices falling. So you know, with in, with inflation, higher rates, uh, the prices of homes could come crashing down. Isn't that the marvelous? So if I have a house worth. If I have a house worth six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars, uh, if I just hang in there a little while longer with the Biden Might be administration, worth, uh, ninety grand, isn't that wonderful? It is. <laughs> Miles, I'm, I'm gonna leave now and go over and cry in the corner. 
So instead of, instead of uh, itsanotherday.com, we yes. have to be makemyday.com. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, uh, have a good day, Bill. I'm going to go think about that last thing you just told me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Thanks. Bill. I really appreciate it. Have some it. coffee. Have a bacon. See you tomorrow, folks. See you. Bye. Bye.